Have you ever, um, <clears throat> have you ever like gotten up on stage and not known exactly what you're going to preach? <laughs> yeah, it happened all the time. <sighs> oh my goodness! All right, I'm going to do it. Hmm. So I had a I had a sermon, and you're not going to hear it. Uh, you can go to Ski Church today. I'll probably preach some of it there. Maybe I'll preach it here another day. Um, I have a picture. Can you put the picture up? Um, there we go. We're in this series called The Mountains, and we're looking at the mountaintop experiences that God provides for his people. And uh, we have transitioned into the, from the Old Testament now into the New Testament. Last week, we looked at Jesus and his second, I could have over-exaggerated, it could have been his third worst day, because we have another worst day coming up, but his second worst day on life, uh, first definitely being the cross. And, um, and so, uh, we, uh, so we looked at that, we, we called it Mount Desolate, it doesn't really have a name, it's just a desolate place, and it was just a horrible, horrible day, horrible day for Jesus. Next week, we'll look at uh, the transfiguration, never have I ever preached on the transfiguration, uh, so that'll be fun to study and, and see what God has for that. Today, though, we are at this place, this mountaintop. It's a, it's a very small ridge, really, of mountains. It's called Mount Eremos. And, um, and that's, that's a modern, this is a modern-day picture. That's a church up there that they've put there to commemorate the work that Christ has done here. And uh, it, is, it is famous because this is where Jesus gave his Sermon on the Mount. And it's called the Sermon on the Mount. by It was named that by St. Augustine in 360 A.D., who, read, who wrote the first commentary on the sermon from Matthew 5. And he saw that at the very beginning, so he goes to it on top of a mountain and preaches. And so he calls it the Sermon on the Mount. It's the very first sermon that Jesus ever gave. I was very perplexed this week because I spent with you 16 weeks studying in detail the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, I looked at the Luke passage. It's in two places. It's in Luke and it's also in Matthew uh, Luke, as you would expect, is very similar to Matthew. It's just leaving out a couple of passages. It didn't help me. It was nothing new that I could say to you about this passage. The only thing I didn't do when I was preaching this to you was give it to you like Jesus gave it to his people. And uh, that was a thought, and it went away, and I prepared a sermon. Very nice sermon, very prophetic. And I'm standing right there, and God says, you're going to let me do the sermon today, Right? said, no, because I worked on a sermon today. <laughs> he says, I'm going to blow it up. You might as well let me. And I was like, no. I, he's like, I already have one written. It's in the book of Matthew. I'm like, no, no, no. I've, I've worked hard, and I want my people to know I work hard for them, and I'm not just going to cop out and just read what Jesus preached, because that would just be like following Jesus. And I'm just sitting there, and me and God are just wrestling right there, right now. You guys are all singing happy. <laughs> I'm fighting with God because I worked on Thursday. Got a PowerPoint, everything. He says, you're not going to do it. So, Matthew 5, just relax, drink your coffee. Imagine you're the, nope, Cameron, just leave the picture of the mountain right there. Yep. You are there. <laughs> I'm not Jesus, I am just the translator. He is speaking in Greek, 
And uh, actually, he's speaking Aramaic, and then it was translated to Greek, and now we have it in English. Are you ready? This is everything he said on this hill. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive money. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are, who, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you. When others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account, rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how, shall it be, how should its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to the whole house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your God who is in heaven. Do not think I have come to abolish the law or prophets. I have come to abolish them, not to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You've heard it said, those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says, you moron, will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar this morning, remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you're going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. Oh, you have heard it said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent, has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better for you to lose one of your members than it is for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better for you to lose one of your members than it is for your whole body to go to hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery. And whoever married a divorced woman also commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. 
But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven or its throne of God, or by the earth or by, the footstool, or by its footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of a great king. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Amen. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than that comes from evil. You have heard that it is said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him also the other. And if anyone is to sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. You have heard that it is said, you shall, not, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you so that you may be the sons of your father who is in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain to the just and to the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Beware of practicing your righteousness before others in order for people to see. To be seen by them, for, they, for then you will be rewarded. Um, then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give, give to the needy. Do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be done in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites for they love to stand and to pray in the synagogues and the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think by their many words they will be heard. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask. Pray then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And when you fast, when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces and their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, when they have received their reward, but when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth rust can destroy, where thieves can break in and steal. Or neither, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. 
The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other. He will either be devoted to one and despise the other. Therefore, you cannot serve God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is this life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? And which of you being anxious can add a single hour to his life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field and how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was never arrayed as one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? The Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Judge not, that you not be judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? <laughs> Woo! That's so funny. That's the joke of the whole sermon. Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there's a log in your own eye? <laughs> I just had to laugh for you guys because I know you're not going to, but they would have laughed. You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which of you... If his son asks him for bread, we'll give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a serpent. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask? So, whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard, but it leads to life, and those who find it are few. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. 
Thus, you will recognize false prophets by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in, who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, cast out demons in your name, and do many works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I, and then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew. And beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. The entire Sermon on the Mount. That's your sermon for the day. <laughs> on second thought, I might preach the sermon I'm prepared. Well, that's all the Lord wanted you to have today. That is your food. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the, the life of Christ that we can look to, that we can follow, that we can listen to, that we can read about, we can hear about. And God, I pray that we'll heed the words of this sermon wisely. God, I ask that you will help us to build our spiritual houses on rock, not on sand. That we won't look to culture, feelings, emotions, all those things that are sandy, that are shifting, that are not reliable. God, I pray that we'll look to the rock of your word that is strong and steady and has lasted centuries, that we will build our lives on that rock and that we'll bring you glory with everything we do. Help us, God, to be faithful to you as your followers. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.